Ah, Gareth, you're listening to the dollop on the all. I'm doing the dollop comedy network. This is an American history podcast where sometimes I know I'm interrupted. Uh, where each week wow. I read the a story ego. from American history to the a guy who won't come home. <laughs> what, buddy, Dave? Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Are you, is this your weird little way of saying you miss me? Do you miss me? I never see you anymore. What? Dave, that's just not even true. It's... I I cry. I cry myself to sleep. Dave. I cry myself to sleep. Sobs. You always did. You always did that. That's how you sleep. That's true. I forgot about that. That is how that's, I sleep. That's how you sleep. That's, that's your sleep number. That's how I was taught number. to sleep. Yeah. That's how my dad and mom taught me to sleep, was to cry myself to sleep. Let's just not talk about your dad, because I don't like where that goes a lot of the time. So let's just move what do you mean? forward. Let's what do you just... Mean? Why don't we explain to people what we're doing right now, because this is a little bit of a different thing. And let's move composting. ahead. Excuse... Let's just <laughs> We are brought to you in part by Mind Bloom. Look, uh and people say like, uh, "Oh, you just need to uh you need to get some sleep or eat better. Just take better care of yourself." That's not really want to hear when you have mental health struggles. You know, you're living with it. Sometimes you need something more to uh to get a real and lasting breakthrough. So maybe it is time you check out Guided Ketamine Therapy Program from MindBloom. MindBloom is uh, the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. They're offering a combination science-backed medicine with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. So MindBloom connects patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and an artfully crafted experience. So to begin, take MindBloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician to determine if MindBloom is right for you. And then if approved, you'll discuss your health history and your goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tailor your MindBloom regimen. MindBloom will send you a kit in the mail, complete with medicine, treatment materials, and tips for getting the most out of your experience. After just two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression, and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. So it's time to enter the next chapter of mental health and well-being. Let MindBloom guide you. My wife, who is a therapist, is a big uh, fan of MindBloom. She's seen it do a lot of good stuff. So right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop. We are also brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace uh, domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, 
all in one. They got it all. I've been working with Squarespace uh, for ages, uh, years now. I first started using Squarespace uh, for my comedy website page back in the day. I, I was first attracted to uh, Squarespace. It was super easy to use, number one, and I'm, I'm a dummy with that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it looked great. The templates look great. You can figure out the one that's right for you. There's nothing to ever upgrade, which, oh, oh. Boy, do I enjoy that. And I use it for simple stuff, but if you want it for more complicated stuff, you want to do e-commerce, they got everything. You can sell products. You can sell digital products, subscriptions. And they got uh, sales analytics. They got, and they got all the marketing tools you'd want, email marketing, SEO tools, social media integration, banners and promotion. So it's everything you need. And they got 24-7 award-winning support. Uh, my website, as I said, is with Squarespace. Gareth's has his website with Squarespace. Uh, the Dollop Sources page, Squarespace, and of course, the dolloppodcast.com, where you can get all the links for tickets for the tour right there on Squarespace. So you're going to go over to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. So here's what happened. We did a show with uh, the delightful Becky Lucas in... Uh, was it Sydney? I think I th- it, was it was, but it was like a weird Sydney. suburb or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like, yeah. We were, uh, after the show, it was one of those shows, I don't know why we didn't have the backup mics on, but after the show, um, oh, I think I didn't bring three, I only had two. Uh, so yeah, we didn't have yeah, the backup mics. Um, and the guy who was helping us out, the what tour manager comes back and cause so start a little late, like a half hour in. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, that's good. But that's, that's great. So that's fortunately, fortunately that half hour was mostly us just messing around. Um, yeah, PS, so almost none Luke, of could the, you grab me my almost none of the podcast right was Sorry. missed. Yeah. So it's like literally like four sentences and then it kicks right in. So Okay, so we're going to redo the four sentences so people understand what's yeah. going on. Right. That's correct. How did you know that? Well, I, when you, it's called the power of deduction. I deduced. Ah. Um, I heard what you were saying, and I thought, okay, he, what, what, he, what he, we need to do is just redo that part. And, yeah. yeah. I'm proud so of So let's you. get into it, because it's, it's a good episode. It is a good episode. January 16th, 1955, Year of Our Lord, Hedogarawo. Good. Frank Sinatra landed at Mascot Airport in the suburbs of Sydney, Australia, for a tour. And if memory serves, I said at this point, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, Frank was on a bit of a comeback after being a huge, you know, thing in the forties, things kind of fell off in the fifties, his vocal cords hemorrhaged at some point. Uh, he was dropped by Columbia records, his marriage to Ava Gardner just lasted two years, much like ours has. Mm-hmm. And it ended in 1953. Uh, he was very, at this point known for having affairs, 
sex. So what do you think boy. got in the way of this marriage? Any ideas or any theories or pitches for what 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 do you think the I mean, so he's married for 2 years and she's just and he's having these affairs. What yeah. do you th- do you think I guess my question is is there a correlation between those? In your opinion, between Frank being like a fuckboy and his marriage not working, yeah, I can't imagine that that would have any sort of okay. effect on a marriage, right? Okay, that's just that's called franking, right? Yeah, it's called sinning, nacha, baby. Like I franked your sister, like that kind of thing. Jesus. So uh, movies kind of seem over him also at this point. Now, the other thing was, Frank had I'm over movies. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> Are movies done with me? No, I'm done with movies. I'm going to bury movies in the desert, baby. So he has a lot of mafia connections, and they're written about. His right. manager said Frank didn't like this, that this was being written about. And um, and he thought he was being written about that way because he was Italian and the media had anti-Italian views. But it's one of those things where it is true. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's true. And he's like, why do people always think Italians are doing stuff with the mafia? And they're like, well, Frank, you're doing stuff with the mafia. And he's like, yeah, but they don't know that. They don't know for sure. Uh, and so now we're going to kick into the live show. That's where we... Uh, that's that's it. Enjoy. All right. Becky Lucas and us live, live dolloping. Three, two, one. Let's go to that live broadcast, baby. Sure. Which... I just feel like as if he wouldn't have loved being connected to the mafia. Yeah. No. He. It's so cool. <laughs> I think it was. Maybe it wasn't then. I don't really. Because now I think he wouldn't give a shit. He'd be like, mm. "Yeah, I'm hanging out with the guys who cut off nipples or whatever." I don't know yeah. what they do. <laughs> Jimmy Nip Taker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frank said he only knew mob guys because they had to deal with he had to deal with them because they own nightclubs and stuff. Mm. Sure. <laughs> what do you want? Can, I'm going to play some of the non-mafia spots. <laughs> they got terrible acoustics, baby. <laughs> He did not mention the mobsters were constantly fighting over his attention, and he was friends with Chicago boss Sam Giacana, or that uh, Joseph and Charles Fischetti gave him gifts all the time. Fischetti's Italian? There's the Fischetti brothers. Hmm. What sort Uh, of gifts? Like fingers and... (laughs) Nipples. (laughs) Hey, here's uh, Bobby's head. (laughs) Uh... Or that he sang at the wedding boss of Philly mob boss Angel Bruno's daughter. Or that the mob helped him get out of a contract in 1951 by putting a gun in Tommy Dorsey's mouth. You know what? Yeah, you know what? He can, he can do whatever. I really feel like Frank can... Yeah, he doesn't need this deal. That's fine. Let him do whatever. Let him play the field. I've always wanted artists to... Can we... Yeah, I'm done. But it would have been more like... I feel hot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, surprisingly, Frank won an Oscar for 1953's From Here to Eternity. It was time for his comeback. And with all this, he did not like the press uh, because they wrote about all this shit. And his womanizing. (laughs) Columnist Dorothy Kilgalen 
Oh, I don't what? have a picture of her. Well, it's not it's her. what you just showed was quite a picture. What just happened there? Well, we'll get there. I, I mean, miss, I can't wait. That is... For some reason, I, I don't know. Why. Okay. So she wrote about his lady adventures in the late 40s, so Frank nicknamed her the Chinless Wonder. So <laughs> I should have a picture. He compared her to a chipmunk. And you wanted to show us the image so we could all laugh at her <laughs> and be like, she is chipmunky, didn't you? <laughs> yep. You prick. And one time he sent her a tombstone to her house. Hey. Wow. Hey, it's just Frank being Frank. Hey. But it, it's a chipmunk, so it's just two sticks. <laughs> <laughs> At Gino's on Sunset Strip, he got into a fist fight with New York columnist Lee Mortimer. And uh, Mortimer said Frank had uh, three heavies helping him. The columnist had written articles connecting Frank and Lucky Luciano. And the fight started when Frank called him a degenerate and then punched him. Nice. <laughs> that's okay. a good way to start a fight. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good, that's yeah. a good that's inciting moment. That's a classic moment. kind of beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Frank was arrested, and Frank said, quote, I saw red. I hit him. I'm all mixed up. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fair. In the end, Frank had to write a public apology and pay a settlement. Wow, write a public apology is such wow. a weak... Saying I'm all mixed up is sort of the old-fashioned version of saying I'm having mental health issues. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like I can't, it's... I'm all mixed up right now. Yeah, yeah. Everything's strange. <laughs> I saw red. I didn't know what to do. So, so I, I swung. So I swung. <laughs> I started swinging at the red. And then I sent that chipmunk a tombstone. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I was all confused. <laughs> anyway, this is my apology. Anyway. Still... He's Frank. Mm. And a crowd of 10,000, mostly women, greet him at the Sydney airport, screaming in 1955. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Now, we're pretty close to Chatswood. (laughs) Knocking on the door. Frank uh, gets off the plane. He walked with his 14-year-old daughter, Nancy, into the airport as cameramen took their pictures. And he paused now and then for screaming fans, and then he went into a customs holding room. Sure. Where he did a 45-minute press conference. Okay. And they asked him why he disliked the press, and Frank said he didn't. Quote, it's only a handful of them that I don't get along with. He then reached over and cocked the shutter of a photographer who had forgotten to do so, just to, like, help him out. Hey, buddy, you missed... So he's playing... He's trying to be, like, a nice guy to the press. Like, I'm a sweetie. He's had his rut, I didn't see any red today. Yeah. Let's do this. (laughs) I'm not such a bad guy. Don't make me write another fucking letter to the public. (laughs) What's this guy doing up top? Uh, I'm coming! The top. <laughs> it's the blow dart guy. I will get you. <laughs> um, so after the interview, he and Nancy get into their cars, and fans, including an elderly woman, climbed over the fence and mopped the car. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh. I've broken my hip on your car. <laughs> Was she um, like a fan? Like she was trying to get yeah. to him sexually? Yes, she okay. wanted to uh, have the fuck, the Frank fuck. Okay. Yeah. Frank. As it's called. Oh, yeah. It Frank, wasn't. Frank fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, Frank fuckers. Okay. You the know? Club. Okay. She might have just wanted a ride. <laughs> you never know. Do you go to Chatswood? <laughs> How far's Chatswood, Mr. Driver? What's everyone screaming about? <laughs> this is how we used to get taxis. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, uh, 
Then they fly to uh, Melbourne, and in Melbourne, another 10,000 people are waiting at the airport. Jesus. And, okay, so, but he doesn't have this draw in the States right now. He's like... No, he does. He does, but it's... Well, Australia's but it, yeah. like fucking nuts for him. Right, okay. Well, um, we don't get many people coming, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We, we're big fans of it. We, yeah. It helps us a lot. <laughs> like, right. Cool. It's all very exciting for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. No, we had an old woman jump on our car when we were leaving the Sydney <laughs> airport. But that was uh, my mom. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And, she's and she insisted we have you on, and we listened. Yeah, and, we and she, she is all mixed up at the yeah, moment. She's yeah, she's all, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all mixed up. When her body hit the... Mm. All we saw was red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when that body... When that body... <laughs> that body... <laughs> when that body <laughs> hit the ground, all I saw was red. <laughs> So, in Melbourne, they cheer when he exits the plane. The age, quote, the cheers turn to jeers as he quickly walked down the gangway, stepped into the backseat of a closed hire car and drove off. They booed him? People went from cheering to yelling, quote, is this mug too proud to show himself? Wow. The crowd slowly dispersed, quote, very disgruntled. Wow. What do they expect? They wanted a little, a little hug. Oh, he didn't like because he kind of did that in Sydney a little bit. He did it all. Yeah, he ignored it all. Right. He's okay. like, I did my bit. I yeah. fucking talked to the press. I talked to the other people in the other city. That counts. <laughs> I'm done saying hi to Australians. <laughs> so he's totally avoiding the press in Melbourne, and he later apologizes and said he had to go straight to a rehearsal with his band. Sure. And he was chased into the rehearsal like they literally. Chase him down Wait, an from alleyway. The air- oh, but the, when, he gets different, to, when he gets to the, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean it's like a forty-minute drive oh to Tullamarine Airport. They run the whole way. This is an This is an So he, he he later he's like, I had to rehearse with the band. I just had to get there. So the two that tour is a huge success, and he sets up new dates in 1957 on a return tour. No Adelaide. <laughs> It's weird. It's super weird. I don't get the audiences. What's going on there? They enjoy the first half of the set list and then they die. (laughs) Then I don't hear a peep. I could hear those Australian pins dropping, baby. So in 1957, he is getting on board the Qantas flight in Honolulu to Sydney when he learns his musical director does not have a sleeping berth. Birth. What? What does that mean? What do you I mean? Think they, they I'm have... going to have my baby in my sleep. <laughs> it's like a water birth, but I'm passed out. I choose a sleeping birth. Wow. Wake up. <laughs> and Frank was really annoyed at that because yeah. he believes in that yeah. method yeah. of giving birth. You got to be awake, baby. <laughs> Where babies, I come from. All babies happen in the air. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how you get angels. Sky babies. <laughs> I'm only having sky kids. <laughs> He's a sky baby. <laughs> so I think it's just like a bunk kind of situation, oh, right? Okay. right? Yeah, I a think. sleeping bunk. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. I'm glad a, they got rid of that. It's a, not a good name no, for it. Yeah. yeah. Just be like a gurney. Mm-hmm. Gurney's much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. The fact that his musical director is not a sleeping birth, Frank just fucking loses. This is bullshit. And he books flights back to L.A. for the entire crew. And they offer him sleeping berths on another plane, but Frank is not having it. No, too late. He's done. He just blows off the tour. I'm not doing it. She's got nowhere to sleep. (laughs) This is crazy. We've got a bunch of sleeping berths in here. Bullshit. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't come crawling back with your sleeping births. I said no. <laughs> if he needs the mafia back on his side. He's getting disrespected. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he know, really is. He needs a guy with a gun. Yeah, yeah. So the tour doesn't happen. And that's the strange. Sydney Morning Herald responds with an article titled, quote, Hothead Sinatra, the angry voice. Wow. And just rips him a new one. The, the article lists all the fights he had been in, all of his divorces, his, his ugly run-ins with the press. Quote, his wow. reputation with women is that he drops his girlfriends like he drops contracts. Ooh. So gently, like onto a desk. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I signed her for you. Yeah. <laughs> The Age wrote, quote, Some may feel that there have been too many of these American visiting entertainers. Ooh, wow. Mm. Mm. Stay out. Yeah. Uh, you come in here. Yeah, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you come in here, you give me a, a gig. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop talking like that. I know. It's a very hard. I just want to sing everything, so I'm trying to, like, the angry voice. Okay. <laughs> Some may feel that there have been too many of these American visiting entertainers importing a culture which can only flourish at the level of emotional violence and mindless hysteria. Wow. Oh, I God. love how they're like everyone from America's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I mean, they are. They all have mob connections. They are right. And, uh, really? Emotional violence and mindless hysteria? There's never been a greater description of America. I mean, but not, <laughs> not all of them. Well, they're just describing our culture. Uh, not every person who's coming in. But they're describing our culture. Okay. That's what our culture. Well, I don't, I don't think that's fair at all. <laughs> it's not the America I love. Would you say that you're hysterical about it? <laughs> I'm not not hysterical. You seem emotional. I'm seeing some red. <laughs> I'm seeing a little red. I'll tell you what, they didn't have a sky berth on our flight either, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know why we made the goddamn trip. Did you say a sky berth? That's or a right. Stillbirth? A still, a still no, I, think we, I think we flew on a stillbirth. No, keep way. going. Keep going with this riff. I think, I think it can end well. I think so too. I think we're finding it. I think we're right near it. <laughs> so Frank uh, has to pay three, 33,000 yeah, 33, pounds for pulling out. Hmm. That's the first time he's done this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. we shouldn't have gone for it, but we did, and that's yeah, okay. It and had it's, to. You know, it's it's Friday night. It felt strange to pull out. <laughs> Usually, I scream and do it in. <laughs> he returned for another tour in March 1959. And this time, he had to leave a rented flat after the owner demanded the quote larrikins leave. Wait, what? The owner of the flat he was staying in called him a larrikin and told him to get out. And what if there's a listener who doesn't know what a larrikin is? Do you want to tell him? Uh... Well, they they have like a sort of like a a mythical idea of what a larrikin is. Like a larrikin are like street youths who are like badass and do all that stuff. In in reality, they were gang members, rapists, and awful human beings that are... (laughs) Really hard to do a dollop on because you start reading it and you're going, "Wow, there's a lot of rape going on." Uh, I don't need they, the. I don't they, need the. I don't need. They don't need the answer anymore. They've yeah. heard plenty. <laughs> they missed the stillbirth part. That's where they're at. Uh, so in uh, Melbourne, he got into it with a reporter. Quote: "Misquote me, kid. 
and you're dead with me. In fact, I'll suck you in the jaw. I'll suck, suck you, you or suck, suck you? Uh, yeah, different. At, at first, it's like a vampire like threat. <laughs> I'll suck your jaw off. Yeah. Get over here. If there was, <laughs> a, gra- <laughs> if there was a graph of his happiness, the yeah. guy's like, you're going to suck me off. That's right. <laughs> I'll suck your jaw right off. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sinatra <laughs> Look at this guy. I dislocated his jaw like a boa constrictor. <laughs> 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 Sucked him right in the He's jaw. Like, you can give me a big kiss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> all right. Uh, so he comes back in 1961. Uh, so this time he holds, a, he holds an impromptu press conference. He's very nice to the press. But he leaves Melbourne completely off the tour. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. That that's so good. funny. And he does. I'm doing Adelaide three times. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> this is a direct slight. Come see me in Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does four shows in Sydney. Uh, now, a couple years after this tour, he completely stops talking to the press. Nice. Uh, Frank always made his own problems, and then he'd get mad at the press for reporting on it. Um, <laughs> He married Mia Farrow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that happened. a child. I mean, how old? I think she's 19. Oh, my God. That's so fucking weird. Wow. Oh, it's super Boy, she, creepy. Oh, wow. And then she's like, Woody Allen. That's not Woody the weirdest Allen. thing that no, happened No, I know. Yeah. And she's like, finally, <laughs> Woody, yeah. you're so balanced. <laughs> my last boyfriend was a bit of a creep. <laughs> yeah, not like me. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your daughter. Hey, don't worry. <laughs> Dick. I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> First I've heard of it, sir. Quite an accusation you're casting there. Uh, so she's 30 years younger than him. So weird. Um, it only lasts two years for some reason. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so for some reason, when you're 50 and you marry a 20-year-old, you don't have mm. a lot to talk about. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. They, they always like to say that they're an old soul, though. It's yeah, like, yeah you keep do. finding old souls in young yeah. 19-year-old yeah. bodies. Yeah. I'm That's so amazing. lucky. That's She's so possessed exciting. by an old soul again. Yeah. <laughs> but she ain't got that old soul body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, two, three, four, old soul. <laughs> young body. Young body. <laughs> You're checking both my boxes lately now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he, she didn't want to give up her career, and he wanted her to give up her You're career. You're done. You're 20. <laughs> Quit. What more do you have to do? You've done it all. Trust me, there's nothing left. You stay at home now. You're working for me, baby. Yeah, he wanted her to be a housewife. You're a housewife. Quit. <laughs> you had a good run. Then he demanded she drop out of Rosemary's baby. Come on, it's crap. Nobody will remember that one. <laughs> Three quarters of the way into filming. They'll figure it out. They can fix it in post. <laughs> Give it up already. I need some cookies. Less, because... less Rosemary's Baby, more Rosemary, lemon, garlic. Yeah. yeah. Some thyme, huh? <laughs> and make me a baby and Frank's your baby. Come on, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm the child in the relationship. <laughs> When she wouldn't, he ended up serving her divorce papers on the set of Rosemary's Baby. There you go. Who's the baby now? <laughs> he signed them with a crayon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Signed Fwanky. <laughs> uh, 
at the Sands Casino in 1967, he had his credit cut off after he lost $200,000. I'm hot. Huh. This followed a weekend of verbally attacking the hotel management, <laughs> the workers, and security. Jesus. And then after he got cut off, he lost his shit and he flipped over a table. Wow. And the VP of the Sands Hotel punched Frank in the face. Ah. Uh, That's... A- I I'm going to suck his jaw. He, you know, he's a relatable king. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very validating if you cut him off, though, and you're like, probably a good thing we did that. Seems like he's got a bit of a problem. <laughs> uh, Frank got a bloody new nose and lost two front teeth. And I lost all the money and my two front teeth. <laughs> he was no longer in business with Caesar's Palace. But he could record a Christmas album with the song All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth. <laughs> which is exciting. Like the chipmunk. <laughs> in 1972, uh, Frank left the Democratic Party and supported Richard Nixon. Oh. Our sexiest president. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. He was put in charge of Nixon's inauguration. Oh, he sang a, a Nixon song. What? Yeah, Sinatra did a song for Nixon's campaign. It's like, oh God. Nixon now more than ever, Nixon now more than ever, more than ever we need Nixon now. It's true. I'm not, I know very little, but I know like it's, once every like eight episodes I have a fact. It's also just like you've sung so many fake songs. Yeah, that, that, like, doesn't, none of them. that doesn't sound, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. fair. <laughs> When a female Washington Post reporter asked Frank about his mafia connections, Frank complained loudly about, quote, the stench of Miss Cheshire, and then stuffed $2 (laughs) bills in her drink and said, quote, you've been laying around, you've been laying down for $2 all your life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Putting $2 in someone's drink is like, (laughs) fuck, like that, I don't, I mean, what he said is horrible, but that's just like, this guy's like a murderer. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Totally. Um, There's your garnish. (laughs) He knows how to treat the ladies. So papers across the country cover his misogynist tantrum, but Frank refuses to apologize to her. I gave her $2. What's everyone (laughs) angry about? Haven't you ever had a rum and deuce? <laughs> it's also like, I mean, he's a misogynist, but it's also like he treats everyone like shit. You yeah. Know? Like, it feels like it's not just purely... F- it's like he targets, like, he's going to, whatever a vulnerability is, yeah. he'll be like, you're a lady, <laughs> yeah. you don't deserve to be here. Yeah, it's like, well, whoever's in front of him, that's who he is mean to. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just and, like... And, and that's why we have to respect him. <laughs> absolutely. That's why he's a great I'm American. Kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> classic American. He refused to stop. He refused to apologize to her and keeps talking about it on stage during shows. This lady, she freaked out when I put money in a cocktail. But saying he overpaid her. I overpaid her. I should have given her a dollar. (laughs) Wow, what a weirdo. Now he also wants... Imagine like owning that moment. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, you want to forget about that, but he's like bringing it up on stage. I put $2 in this lady's drink and she freaked out. What's with you people? <laughs> He's making up for the wage gap. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely- He's actually a feminist, guys. Yeah, he's a feminist. Yeah, that was an, a radical <laughs> act of feminism. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have a lady on the show. Yeah. yeah. For these insights that we, as <laughs> yeah. two guys, aren't going to make. Yeah. It's true. That's um, the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> if I had $2, I'd put it in your beer right now. <laughs> And I would put a dollar in. (laughs) 
He also, uh, The Godfather has been written, and they're going to be turning into a movie, and he wants to be in The Godfather. Mm. But he, at the same time, hates Mario Puzo, the author, for putting... we got to kick him off the project. <laughs> he can't have written this thing. <laughs> for putting the lounge singer character Johnny Fontaine in the book. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Which he was people, not a good guy. Which though. people all assume is based on Sinatra. Right. Yeah. And when Puzo and Frank are introduced at a restaurant, Frank says, I don't want to meet him. <laughs> that and makes then, an introduction kind of shitty. <laughs> I, I'm in the process of meeting you. I don't want to meet him. <laughs> My hand's out. I'm not interested in meeting that guy. <laughs> I'm passing. Puzo's standing behind him, and Frank's sitting at a table, and then Puzo says, I didn't want to meet, I didn't want to meet you in the first place. And behind him. <laughs> and what? then Frank loses his shit. You didn't want to meet me? I didn't want to meet you, you piece of shit. Give me a drink. I'm putting a meatball in it. <laughs> You're going to meet me, you son of a bitch, whether you like it or not. And then he called Puzo a pimp and starts threatening to beat the shit out of him. I'll kill you. And the whole time he never looks up from his plate. Wow, that is... I mean, this is like some psychotic shit. Yeah. Uh, Puzo said, quote, I remember him saying, if it wasn't that I was so much older than he, he would beat the hell out of me. Frank was older. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great burn. That is great. Yeah. You're too old for me to beat up. You're older than me. Get out of here. I don't want to meet you. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? <laughs> Someone put money in his drink. So I'm 25. <laughs> I'm older than Mia Farrow by a year. <laughs> so his things are not going well for Frank. Hmm. And he needs money. And so he decides to return to Australia. Nice. And he hasn't been here in 13 hey, years. Hey, Melbourne, five shows, baby. <laughs> I forgive you, baby. Who loves you? <laughs> Uh, it's 1974. It's part of his... 70s Sinatra is real weird looking. Yeah. The Australian <laughs> press is very excited. The tour sells out immediately. Two shows in Melbourne, three in Sydney. I love that he went back to Mel. He's like, money, baby. I need, mo- I need putting money in drink money. I lost $2 million with drink tipping. <laughs> Every lady I saw. Every lady I saw got two. <laughs> Sir, don't help. Uh, So Frank stops First the tour goes to Japan And uh, the Morning Hill wrote that he Couldn't make a helicopter in Japan Because of weather So he hopped on board a quote Grimy electric commuter train That didn't even have a first class section The paper described every single thing He was doing all the way down To eating a pre-show boat of minestrone soup Oh what a weird oh pre-show. <laughs> hey, can I just have a hot bowl of soup? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll be out there in five minutes. Just let me finish my soup. <laughs> Whoa, that's right. Nothing like broth and beans before Old Blue Eyes does a show. Let's party. Put my die-die on and I'll go out there. Hopefully I only wanted it on stage tonight. That's right. Die-die means diaper. <laughs> My nappy, baby. Two, three, four. I'm just wanting. Don't worry about two. (laughs) (laughs) Ministry. It's It's so crazy. (laughs) Uh, The Morning Herald writes, quote, A white Rolls Royce, a luxury yacht, and security 
Tighter than for a royal tour are just some of the comforts waiting for Frank Sinatra when he arrives in Sydney. Nice. So, uh, the promoter. <laughs> wow. That's Robert Raymond. Uh, he, says, he says Frank is not going to talk to the press. No interviews, no press conference. He has not given an interview at this point in 12 years. Oh, wow. So, he's totally shut out the press. <laughs> this he, guy's amazing. He fucking... <laughs> This guy's awesome. He now absolutely hates the scandalous nature of the press. They're always discussing who he's having sex with, his mob connections, and Ramis... Again, to Becky's point, like the stuff he's doing, he's like, that's bullshit. (laughs) You don't know about the backstage soup stuff. You never read about that. (laughs) It's all about why it gets whacked. So, so sorry. So this guy is, um, this is a Sydney promoter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, of course. But, yeah, um, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so Ramos promised that Frank would, quote, at least smile at the press. I've got him to agree to a smile. But he has been told by uh, his publicity person, quote, whatever you do, you have to make sure he talks to the press. Because she knew if Frank didn't, the Australian press would treat him as hostile. Right. Hmm. Yeah. But then if you have him talk to the press, he's going to be hostile. Kind of tough either way, honestly, a little bit. So he flies into Sydney on a private jet on July 1st, 1974. Yeah. The age reported he did not smile upon landing at the airport. Mm-hmm. Quote, Sydney turned on a bright, sun-shining day for Frank Sinatra's arrival, but the best the famous singer could manage in reply was a scowl. Nice. He didn't talk to anyone, got straight into his Rolls Royce, and drove off with six limos following, carrying the rest of his entourage. Wow, that is a lot. It's probably just cocaine for that promoter. (laughs) (laughs) Who's riding in the other cars? Uh, Don't worry, Frank. (laughs) So Australian press is not about to take Frank's immediate rejection. They chased him in their cars wherever he goes. I like how they're like, he doesn't like us. Let's harass the fuck out of him. (laughs) In 1974, the Boulevard was the only world-class hotel in Sydney. And when they arrived there, the press is everywhere. So he has to duck through a laundry entrance in the back. He uh, buys out the entire 23rd floor so no one can get off the elevator on it. Uh, He wanted a kitchen. Hey, how did this guy go broke? (laughs) He wanted a kitchen in his hotel room. So the hotel had one installed oh for your eyes. For minestrone. Oh, yeah, just for his fucking soups. <laughs> I like pasta. That's right. What, what about a hot plate? I like pasta. Built a kitchen. Wow. That's, yeah, I mean, that is a bold rider. This is Frank's entourage. There's person of ballet, five musicians, Barbara Marks, the ex-wife of Zeppo. Wow. His soon-to-be fourth wife. Wow. God. Lifelong friend and personal bodyguard, Jilly Rizzo. Uh, Lane Shotgun Britton was also, also with him. Uh, Britton was 70, balding, uh, cigar smoking, and he had a red satin jacket with shotgun on the back. <laughs> hey, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm America the person. <laughs> and also Milton Mickey Rudin, Frank's lawyer and manager. Well, in the afternoon... Well, he's phone... so tired because he has to do all his wedding contracts. It's <laughs> <laughs> constant. Uh, I just finished this one. I married a different broad. Oh, my God. Frank, my hand is killing me. <laughs> when the afternoon papers arrived, on page three was a story about Frank's mafia connections and photos of the women he'd had relationships 
with under the headline Sinatra's Moles. Moles? 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 Oh, yeah. M-O-L-L-S? He's M-O-L-L-S. Moles, yeah. And what? that's just like broads? Yeah, like his side piece or whatever. I like how you're casually saying broads in your own voice. But mole is kind of like, like it's, you know, it's like, oh, you're mole. Like it means you're a bit dirty. Oh, so they're but, like his so dirty they're women? Little, they're little dirty things that live in the ground that you fuck. <laughs> yeah, you've never, you've never seen one on your travels? Uh, people keep telling me to go over near, uh, like, uh, they'll be like, go over that hole in the park and wait for it to come out and just fuck it. But I don't really get on <laughs> Like, I, don't I, I think you're show. mixing. I think you're mixing. I don't think it's the same. Um, no, it's not. It's yeah. like, oh, your mole. It's like a woman that's like out and she wants to fuck and like. Right. Know. So a loose woman. Yeah, loose woman. Yeah. The best kind. Yeah. All right. All right. But it, you know, yeah, it's it, it's derogatory, but it's been reclaimed. In, in, okay. In, All right. I would I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, your mole. Listen yeah. To depends all what these. circles you run in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but either way, moles have dirty holes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And their pussies are gross too. <laughs> oh shit. I could, I could tell that one was you were like, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let it rip. I hesitated for a second. Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, whatever. Proud of you. What have I got to lose? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> so after this story comes out, Frank is fucking livid. Uh, reporters keep trying to get on the 23rd floor, but he has security kicking him off. He stays in the hotel for two days, and the press is just writing negative stories because he won't fucking talk to them. So they're filling the void with just garbage. Yeah, it does seem like it w- like he could talk to them and that yeah. would help. He could have done a press conference. Right, or and... just like one interview and then, you know. Yeah. So Frank heads for Mascot Airport on day three and the press chases him down the highway. <laughs> it turns into a high-speed car chase all oh, the way to the airport. Oh, my God. Uh, I like to picture the old woman still on the car. <laughs> <laughs> Shake her off. <laughs> Frank, hey! <laughs> so the plan is to land in Melbourne, go straight to the festival theater, and rehearse. Now, journalist Gail Jarvis, who uh, is working for Current Affairs, she knew she'd have no access <laughs> So she said, quote, we were looking for ways to come up with stories about Sinatra to satisfy the viewing public, which that's not. Really, yeah, that is not that's like, not, yeah, that's, that's not journalism. View, that's no, that's just, not what the viewing, the viewing public's not like, how many people has he fucked today? Like, well, no yeah. Uh, so she and her crew come up with a, a plan and they get the driver of Frank's car on board. So Gail gets a car that is exactly the same as the car in Frank's entourage. This is crazy. And she puts on a fur coat and a big pair of sunglasses <laughs> and puffs out her hair to look like Frank's girlfriend. Or I'm your person. wife. I thought so. Get over here, baby. <laughs> All right. How long we've been together? Exactly. I love you, whatever your name is. Come here, you. How about a jaw suck? <laughs> and, uh... And so they wait outside the gates of the airport, and when Frank's car goes by, the driver gives them a signal, and then they slip right in behind Frank's car. So they drive 160 uh, kilometers per hour as reporters are fucking following the entourage, and Gail and her crew are inside the police escort, and 
and both cars want to turn uh, when they get near the theater, and Gail makes it into a driver's lot, but then Frank's driver gets confused because her car goes in first. A weird move. Power and move. ends up stopping in the front of the theater. Okay. Wow. And Frank's like fucking livid. I don't go to the front. What are you doing? Right. And uh, he, so he has to get out of his car and sprint up a footpath. Sprint. Like two miles. And he was like, <laughs> Frank, you ain't moved. <laughs> I'm hustling, baby. <laughs> that minestrone gut. <laughs> oh, oh, my heartburn. It's coming up the wrong pipe. <laughs> So he gets into the, into the theater finally, and but he's just fucking pissed. Uh huh. And after Wait, rehearsal, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. After rehearsal, it's a new color for him. <laughs> there's another chase to the hotel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Raymond quote at the front of the hotel, lots of cameras and press people, all war- all waiting, sort of like piranha. Gail said it wasn't as bad as what you see from paparazzi today. Nice. Cool. She's like, we just started this. <laughs> we weren't there at the end. So hotel security keeps the press out of the lobby, and Frank's security keeps him off his floor. So the media are outside waiting for Frank, who's going to go to his show soon. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out, and there's shoving and pushing between reporters and his press, his, his security guys. And reporter says Jilly starts punching photographers. Jilly's the... She's got the wig. No, the guy. Oh, no, the, the, guy. Oh, the bodyguard. Oh, right. Okay, right. Oh, the two-eyed, yep. Right, okay. Two-eyed. Oh, the two-eyed guy. <laughs> we know Jilly. He's got both eyes. <laughs> Old two eyes. Frank's men so say... She, okay. Frank's men say they're being punched by reporters. One reporter has cuts to her face. Oh, Jesus. Um, so Whoa. they get to Festival Hall, and the show goes on. <laughs> It must. Now, Frank always did uh, a little monologue. Oh, God. After the first two songs. Yeah. We've been having a marvelous time being chased around the country for the three days. <laughs> you know, we have a name in the States for their counterparts. They're called parasites because they take and take and take and never give. Absolutely never give. I don't care what you think about any, any press in the world. I say they're bums, and they're always going to be bums. Every one of them. <laughs> it's the scandal man that really bugs you, drives you crazy. It's two-bit type work that they do. They're pimps. They're just crazy, you know. And the hookers, the broads who work in the press are the hookers of the press. Need I explain that to you? I might offer him a buck and a half. I'm not sure. I once gave a chick in Washington $2, and I overpaid her, I found out. If it stopped When I was 17. So that, wow. I mean, that, like, vamp, like, for vamping, you're like, this guy's got some, we're two songs in. These fucking parasites. (laughs) Let me tell you about these pieces of shit. And then I'll do the rest of the songs. But these people are fucking clown garbage. And the whores. Unbelievable. What about the fucking whores? Anyway. Anyway. Hit it, boys. Lady luck. (laughs) Wow. 
No, it's just not. That would not be. I like how they're laughing. They're uncomfort- uncomfortably laughing. They're like, <laughs> I, uh-huh. But I, they, I mean, they do love him. Like, I yeah. reckon they probably were on his yeah. side. I, yeah, I okay. think they're not uncomfortably yeah. laughing at all. I think they're like, yeah, you know, fucking it's hookers. super Trumpy. Uh-huh. Like yeah. with the like, he continues to bring up stuff, and it's just like, just let it go. Yeah. I gave her two dollars, and I overpaid her. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's like when you said something funny, and then you go back to it. Yeah, know? right. Yeah, to him, he's like, I got this down. Yeah. I got minestrone strength. <laughs> I'm minestrong. So now the press is really mad. Why? <laughs> and after. The show, the Furious Press is writing for him outside the hotel, and they want answers for his comments. Well, yeah, we understand your role. We want to know what you meant. I told you, I'm not talking to you. Well, now you have something to answer to. That's not how this works. Now we have real questions. (laughs) So Frank goes around a side entrance where a couple of cameramen are waiting, and Frank's security jumps out, puts one into a headlock, another security guide tried to rip the camera out of a guy's hands, one cameraman said he could hardly breathe in the headlock. They're like, how did you see both of us coming? Yeah, yeah. Get the lights going. They're really good. I don't know what they, how did Julie, they've done their homework. Julie, secret. <laughs> Julie, you blew, Julie's the best. I told you I could spot two of them, no problem. There was the one over there and then that guy too. The fight ends up leaving both cameras with cuts and bruises on their faces. One of Frank's bodyguard reportedly wrapped an electric cord around a cameraman's throat and warned... Quote, things are going to get physical. What? That's, they already are. Yeah, that's not, that's the wrong order. That's the wrong order. You don't shoot a guy and be like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Jilly, did I do that right? You did great. The only note is, the threat comes before the act. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you don't choke him and then let him know you're going to choke him. Right, right. Okay. It's cool. He's dead, but we'll figure it out. So it's July 10th, and the papers really go hard after Frank. Now, no one actually knows what he said. We, this, this, what I played, we, they found later. Oh, right. So they just, now you can imagine what the press is writing, right? Because they're taking what he said and blowing it up. He said some shit. He didn't say good stuff, yeah, but right. I'm sure they're making it right, right, right. worse. So um, the papers go nuts in the morning. Now, uh, Australia is offended. Mm. And Finally. We found the line In Australia times have changed a bit uh, And Frank hasn't So women are going to university They're getting professional jobs They're working in public life They're challenging the sexist social attitudes They're doing what we call Mio (laughs) farrowing And I don't love it baby (laughs) They're demanding abortion And shit Child care equal All this bullshit Have a sky birth What's wrong with you? Come on. Enough's enough. And keep Frank, it. You gotta keep it. That's the way it is. It's part of God's plan. You keep it. Partial birth. Uh, yep. Uh, Pull the cord. A, right, so he's like a fucking Nixon guy, right? And so people are just not happy with these comments. The Victorian police said Frank's bodyguards had no right whatsoever to punched and attacked the security what a the crazy cameraman. thing to say <laughs> now union, a union man from the Australian Journalists Association Rick Hill said quote this is just not done in Australia 
the mafia might be able to do it in the United States, but it certainly doesn't happen in Australia. We just won't tolerate it happening to them, and that's the end of it. It's amazing that America's like, well, it's, he's Frank Sinatra, so you can let him do it. Yeah, but Frank also is, they're hounding him. Like, I've got to say, I'm kind of like, the press does suck. Yeah, and yeah, the journalists are yeah. annoying, yeah. and they're being, they're hounding him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of on... I mean, I'm not on his side with other stuff. But I mean, they wrap this? the electrical cord around the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's, I don't know if we found the hero just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone will emerge. wanted to wrap a cord around a cameraman's neck? <laughs> Very <laughs> Come relatable. Us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think now we have a hero Sheesh. because... Um, the unions... Oh. <laughs> ...put a black ban on Frank... So a black ban is when a union puts out a decree that no one go, will go near a job or a person. And in this case, that's Frank. <laughs> so the Australian Theatrical and Amusement Employees Association announced their employees would refuse to provide lighting, staging, and backing musicians on his tour. <laughs> wow. And the waiters' union cut off Frank's room service. What? Papa needs his soup. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? No unionist in the country would do anything for Frank Sinatra. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, man. It had never been done to a person before. <laughs> That's how bad he is. Like, seriously, we are banning you. What? <laughs> and the unions, all they asked for was an apology. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. So unionism at this time is on... Which is an easy thing for Frank to do. He's done it before. He's done it a lot. He has done it before. He did it to the... It's very easy for him. Yes, he loves apologizing. Absolutely. I'm sorry, you should go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're a bunch of idiots. Now, come on, give me that soup. (laughs) 
I'm sorry that your neck was hurt when I wrapped the cord around, but like... I'm sorry you're allergic to electrical cords. Who knew? Two, I didn't realise you four. had a bitch neck. Two, three, four. Sometimes I just count and there's no song. <laughs> this one's called two, three, four. Two, three, four. Two, three, four. <laughs> Five is next. Take that cord around your next. <laughs> so unionism is having a big upswing. There was a general strike in 1969 mm. that led to a rebound in union memberships. Women became a part of it or joining unions. About half the workers are in a union. So when they want to shut something down, they can't. And so no one's going to service... Good thing this. we got rid of those. Yeah. <laughs> No one's going to service his room. No one's going to work the lifts at the hotel. No food, no I drinks. i got to take the stairs? You've they... seen the suits I wear. <laughs> you've seen the, the, the soups you've I drink. See, you've <laughs> seen the soups and my suits. <laughs> suits and soups. Suits and soups. <laughs> Suit, soup and stairs equals diarrhea. <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah. I wrote a song. Do you guys like it? <laughs> Soup and stairs equals diarrhea. <laughs> it's about this afternoon. <laughs> and he couldn't fuel his plane. <laughs> well, that's a bit of an issue. Oh. No car would take him anywhere. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Promoter Reynolds, quote, we were trapped. Everybody was worried where this was leading to and what was going to happen next. Frank's going to kill you all. Can, so Sorry, just one quick thing. Yeah. There's a comedy club in, in King's Cross. It's run by this... I guess I shouldn't say it on stage, but... Sure. The guy it, has uh, drug and alcohol uh, issues. He's a cunt. <laughs> but he's a real character, and it's this tiny, tiny little bar. Hold on. Yeah. A guy with drug issues is a character? <laughs> yeah. Is okay. that the guy from earlier? I mean, it sucks when someone has drug and alcohol addiction and they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see enough of that. <laughs> he mean, does my taxes. I have a bit of life to you. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but it's this tiny little bar, and it's a great little club. You go down these stairs, and it probably only seats about 50 people. And it, when all the unions and no one would let him perform, this was on his trip, he performed in this King's Cross venue, this tiny little venue. Oh, wow. Yeah, like this one guy let him play. So he played like a bunch of shows in Sydney illegally. Well, not illegally, but like these little kind of off-Broadway shows right. in this 50-seater. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it would have been cool to catch Sinatra in a 50-seater. Yeah. 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 You know, come on. Don't pre- come on. Don't pretend you suddenly saw, you know. He's yeah. fucking, he's, he's great. Oh, yeah. He's a great singer. <laughs> Okay, cool. His later they, stuff's they all, a They weird. all hate Sinatra suddenly. Yeah. yeah. No, you, We're yeah, cancelling right. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll um, hurt him. God. <laughs> I got cancelled. So Frank isn't just stuck in the hotel. He can't leave the country, right? So, so he's just... His remaining concerts are cancelled. Wow. And now his fans are pissed. And the Australian Journalists Association put together a proposal that he apologized for his statements and personally apologized to the cameramen who, quote, were taken on by his bullies last night. (laughs) 
The transport workers union came out and told reporters they were supporting the reporters union, and if Frank's apology worked for them, then everyone could move on. Man, that is so oh fucking God. great. Because the, the bigger it builds, the less you want to say sorry. Yeah, for me, as for for him, I would say for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'll show him I don't need anyone. <laughs> I know, like it would just Gilly, carry me on your back. <laughs> sorry, Frank, I actually joined a union, too. <laughs> what? Yeah, the bodyguard union. Yeah, they have me sign paperwork. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? He joined two unions. <laughs> they got one for walleyes and one for bodyguards. <laughs> but nobody tells Frank Sinatra no. This well, is not. It feels like they have. Something. Well, he can't. His, yeah. He can't fucking handle it. Like he's his just brain. in his hotel and he's just like, the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean I can't get food? I want to go home. What do you mean I can't go home? I want to go walking. What do you mean I can't go walking? Oh my God. Who can I smack? Uh, nobody, Frank. The slapping unions is also against you. <laughs> the fuck? I'm going to kill someone. You probably can't. The cops is against you, too. Oh, my God. Tell me that I still got big soup. Uh, Frank, <laughs> they ain't going to make you no more soup, neither. <laughs> I'm going to starve out here, Gilly. <laughs> so Frank tells his lawyer, quote, get Hank on the phone. Give me Hanky. He was, of course, talking about... Hank Sinatra. Henry <laughs> Kissinger. Shut the Ooh. fuck up! He calls Henry Kissinger. Frank, what's going on, baby? You're gonna bomb Australia, Henry! <laughs> okay, how long do you need it? When do you want it to buy? Let me talk to that Nixon. That is so crazy. He's not doing great. Is that my old buddy, Frank? So he calls... The Secretary of State of the United States, <laughs> maybe the worst human being alive. Who? So they get Kissinger on the phone and they explain to him the situation. That sounds crazy, Frankie. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, he doesn't give him any. He's not like, I don't know what I can do. Yeah, like, I'm really, we've already ruined a bunch of other places. Yeah. It's hard right now. <laughs> People are fucking pissed, but." Uh, so then Frank and his team start talking about getting Jimmy Hoffa involved. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's shittier than Kissinger? <laughs> Unbelievable. And is he trying to just go home? No, he... he well, he now wants, he wants revenge. He wants oh boy. Hoffa to black ban Qantas <laughs> in other... In the States. So he's calling for an airline to be banned because of all the people banning him. Yeah. This might sound like a big favor, but we got to be done with Qantas domestically. <laughs> Sorry, what's going on, Frank? Uh, I don't know. So we got to figure something out. I can't get soup, Jimmy. Well, you understand? They won't give me soup. I can't walk. I'm taking the stairs. We got to stop Qantas from traveling. <laughs> Two, three, four. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck this shit! Fuck this shit! Two, three, four! <laughs> he also wanted to ask Hoffa to get U.S. truck drivers to refuse to handle any Australian goods exported to the United States. Look, I'm just... I'm begging you for an embargo, okay? <laughs> Nothing big. I'm saying fuck the didgeridoo! All right, we're done. It's a didgeridoo, baby. Two, three, four... Shut them all down. Come on, Hoffa. What else do they send to us? 
Look, if you say no, I gotta call Hitler and he's dead. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> they hate pricks here for some reason. They discussed calling the admiral of a U.S. aircraft carrier in Japan <laughs> to ask for a, helico- a military helicopter to come pick him up from the roof of the hotel. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I need an evac, boys! I mean... I, I mean, he did covers, mostly. Yeah, like, I mean, he's like, just say you're just fucking sorry. sorry. Look, I fucked up, sorry. I've had ex-boyfriends who've been <laughs> right. yeah, even is, worse at apologizing. I mean, when this, I was sorry. younger, I was pretty much like this. <laughs> you? We gotta nuke Australia! They want me to apologize! <laughs> <laughs> Union leaders then meet with Frank's tour manager to discuss... Oh, good. That'll go well. <laughs> an apology. Uh-huh. Discuss an apology. We need to record an apology. <sighs> but the union leaders were told they had to apologize to Frank. I don't think you've been listening to our demands. <laughs> Frank's willing to negotiate with you. You apologize, and then he'll stop being angry at your bullshit. <laughs> No. <clears throat> uh. Australia doesn't have a great history with apologies. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing what they're doing with this. Uh, anyway, but uh. it's a hypocrisy, and that's what I'm angry at, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing for an American to be demanding an apology from an Australian. Just like, oh, we, well- we also... Not big apologies. <laughs> it's, not big. Yeah. it's not our thing. It's not a real. It's, just, it's actually whatever. amazing for us to be demanding. I mean, it's pretty classic. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I mean, the Native Americans got to say sorry to us. Come on, baby. <laughs> they were rude when we took everything. <laughs> Enough's enough. We give and we take. <laughs> And take and take. But it just, I mean, you know, not to get serious, but it does show you the way the press whips us up into these things to do with their own, you know, there's all these awful things happening and they're like, oh, this is the one thing we care about or whatever. Because you you created all of this and we suddenly care. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just say Ukraine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Frank. So Frank's like Frank says he's never apologized in his life and he's not going to start now. What a crazy, crazy, what a crazy fucking thing to That's say. That's not what I do. I'm like, allergic to sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the PR manager of COVID. The PR <laughs> manager of the hotel is friends with Tony Whitlam, son of Labor Minister uh, Goff Whitlam. <laughs> so Tony Whitlam agrees to intervene on Frank's behalf. But then the PM called and said only Bob Hawk could get the ban lifted. Then get me the AM. Bob Hawk? Who was also a woman abuser, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> Yay. People don't want to acknowledge that. Well, any 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 work. Well, for this. well, well. He did, yeah. he did have a little bit of a uh, friendly relationship with the CIA. Anyway. Um, so he's the president of the Atlantic Council of Trade Unions and would go on to become prime minister in 1983. Feminists hated Bob because once on a TV show, he felt the shoulder of a feminist to see if she was wearing a bra. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, feeling the... Sh- like, there, yes. 
Nothing. You mind if I get involved right here? <laughs> what a, what no, a, what you're saying is you reach around. To be around fair, I did that yeah. to you tonight, Gareth. Yeah, but I, I was fine. Yeah. I, think, I, I think you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was weird when you found out I was. Brawl, right? For my back. Yeah. My yeah. back hurts yeah, from no, all the travel. I, it makes sense. Thank you. So when you described it, it made sense. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because you were like, it had to be lacy for your back. Well, yeah, yeah. medically speaking, yeah, I need yeah. a lacy, uh, yes, no, a lacy makes, garment. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Thank you. And when you described it, it makes yes, sense. Yes, and the rest, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's it just fine. makes me feel comfy. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, dude? You good? And, and pretty. <laughs> I'm just listening. Okay. Taking in. So anyway, the cool guy felt a, future the cool guy felt a woman's shoulder to see if she had a bra. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of people said Hawk was the second most powerful man in Australia because he was president of the unions. And he believed there was more he believed there was support from the Australian people for the stance that had been taken against Frank. Australia's pretty conservative from a social standpoint, and an American singer calling women journalists whores and then having his bodyguards attacking the press. Didn't really go over well. Hmm. Hawk, quote, that's not the Australian way of doing things. I mean, it is. <laughs> but, you know, let's pretend like it's not. Uh, <clears throat> though the media was getting death threats at this point from Sinatra's fans. fans. Jesus. One man called Channel 9 and said if they went to Festival Hall that night, they'd, quote, hear a big bang. Like the drums. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty overt. Wow. For his part, Frank put out a press release requesting an apology from the press. <laughs> what is it? Why? He's, he, like, it's not only that he can't apologize. He's doing that thing where he's doubling down. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it's not being very effective, but he's no. still like, I will die here. Yeah, this let is called, this. I'm out of my fucking mind. This is called the hill I die on. Two, three, four. <laughs> He said in the letter that he'd gotten from reporters, quote, 15 years of shit. <laughs> but not these reporters. Yeah. Like, you don't just get to paint a broad brush. You I mean, will. A lot of reporters are shit. It's just. Some it, aren't. He's a drama. He's a drama he's queen. He's drama queen. He created this like, himself. Yeah. I mean, it is just, just mm. like, again, do a fucking interview. Yeah, I you mean, yeah. shut the fuck There's up. There's shit you don't want to do. Get things back on track. But as an entertainer, you got to fucking do that stupid thing. No, but instead he's do. like, can we get a military helicopter to get me out of the hotel? Kissinger won't return my calls. Let's do Perth. <laughs> Come on. We're blowing Perth up, baby. <laughs> How about Adelaide? <laughs> Trust me, it's fine. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> If we didn't have Adelaide, we wouldn't have the murder podcast that we have, okay? That's oh, okay. true. We need Adelaide. That is fair. That is All fair. my true crime heads. Yep. <laughs> I they take a vacation a lot, there Garrett. once a year to kill. <laughs> Sorry, bud? <laughs> now, they realized, <clears throat> they talked to the pilot or whatever, and they realized they had enough fuel in his jet to get oh to Sydney. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? Okay, so he's like, finally, we got an escape route to stop all this Australian bullshit. We're going to go to Sydney, Australia. <laughs> That'll show him. All right. Frank, Sydney's also in Australia. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> so they leave the Southern Cross Hotel and head for the Melbourne airport. Oh my and god. So he's going with the plane. He loves heading to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just live in the air for a while. <laughs> 
The tour promoter uh, <laughs> threw the tour promoter <laughs> had the cool sniffles. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy was like, man, I just wanted some cocaine money. Yeah. <laughs> he just has one nostril at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so he, the tour promoter, through the tour promoter, he sets up um, a, a, for Bob Hawk to have a meeting with Frank at the airport to finally have some sort of discussion. Okay. And um, such a it's so much drama. When Hawk arrives, Frank has already. I flew on, here. Oh. Frank has already gotten on his plane, and is ready to take <laughs> off against Air, air Controller's orders. Air Controller, the Air Controller is saying, "Do not fly." Another union against me. No, we're <laughs> actually not. That's not what we're doing. Nice try. Nobody says no to old blue eyes. Yeah. Now let's get in the sky. A plane is coming in. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. said the same thing. Tell him to get out of the sky. (laughs) Frank said he's not waiting anymore and orders the plane to take off, and the plane takes off. That's not how it works, Mr. Sinatra. You're clear for takeoff. (laughs) So now he's upset Bob Hawk. Uh, The press describes it as a snub and said Frank left in a huff. (laughs) Me? Never. <laughs> but Hawk also knows Frank isn't going anywhere because no one in Sydney is going to refuel his plane once it gets there. Yeah, he, I mean, this is, the, there is no plan. He's None. just like, None. he's kind of trying to save some face, but I mean, it's just. Like, he's like, maybe it's better in Sydney. They're yeah. richer there, right? Tell me they don't have Australians in that other Australian city. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawk just calmly books a flight to Sydney and flies to Sydney. Now, at this point, it's international news, and reporters are flying in from all over the world. I mean, again, just fucking say you're sorry. (laughs) Now, international press. My war against the press is going real well. There's more of them. Good move, Frankie. He's gone on for so long, I just want him to keep going now. I do too, absolutely. It's frustrating, but yeah, I definitely want the numbers to keep going. I hope he never says sorry. I hope that's how this story No, I hope it ends with them like an anti-Sinatra paper. Like, finally, we got him right where we want him. (laughs) We Uh, found the guy who will let me get on his back while he tries to swim home. (laughs) Ah, guess who didn't say sorry, suckers? (laughs) It's a, it's... The, the loft uh, on the top of Frank's uh, Sydney Hotel is packed with hundreds of journalists. It's front page news across the world. Picket lines start forming around the hotel of people supporting Frank, holding signs that say, please don't apologize. You are right. It's just like... Frank, you- please! Please don't apologize. Don't worry. You're right! You called them whores! What else could it be? That, that, that's what Twitter used to be. <laughs> that is so fucking true. It is. These are like the... You had yeah, to fly your tweets like, in the air. I yeah. hope they would see them. <laughs> Favorite, baby. Retweet. <laughs> he just throws minestrone to yeah, like it. Boom, there you go. Have a noodle. <laughs> so Frank... Refuses. He's not going to meet with the press. He sends his attorney out, Mickey uh, Rudin, to talk to the media at a huge press conference. Okay. Wow. So at the press conference, Mickey continues to say Frank would not apologize, and he had nothing to apologize Frank for. Frank has done nothing wrong. The prob- <laughs> Australians just don't know how Frank is. That's the problem. When a reporter asked him, 
that Frank wouldn't apologize under any circumstances, Mickey said, quote, for what? What did he do besides create an international incident? <laughs> What's the problem? Now, no one had actually heard what Frank had said. So it's right, so of, it's still kind of hearsay-ish. Yeah. Right. Uh, just the people at the show, and then, of course, they embellish, because they just heard it on a whim and didn't probably think about it. Right, he's just riffing with his fun terms. So radio stations start asking, are there any bootleggers out there uh, with recordings in the show? Oh, my God. But instead <laughs> of going to the radio, the bootleggers go to the hotel and offer the tapes to Frank. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, but they're fans. Yeah. Like, Frank, you shouldn't apologize. You're right. Here are the terrible things you said. <laughs> yes. You're 100% right. Imagine if the press got a hold of this. What a nightmare. Do not apologize. You're totally right. Well, so Mickey reads a transcript, which, again, is calling female reporters hookers. <laughs> He's like, and that, nothing, I mean, as far as Frank goes, this is pretty vanilla. <laughs> I've heard this one before. This is one of the lighter ones. He must have been in a good mood. He probably just had that soup grin. <laughs> he was high on minestrone again. So the press conference ends up changing absolutely nothing. The unions are not backing da- down. And Bob Hawk is more upset by Frank's goons attacking the press than what was said. Okay. So at some but he point, still doesn't know fully what was said. No, but, well, now they, they have the transcript, so oh, okay. they kind of know. Okay. Um, at some point, Frank and his team must have realized that Hawk is the only guy that can get him out of this. <laughs> Hawk said, quote... Or Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a shot. I'm swore. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he is. He's like that. He's like Fonzie. Yeah. 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 I'm swore. I'm sick of your bullshit. I can't. <laughs> they were at a point where they started to realize they had a bit of a problem. Finally. So he makes it clear to Frank's people that it could be resolved through negotiation. So a meeting is set up. To apologize. And Hawk goes to the presidential suite. So there he's in the hotel, mobbed by press. It's a fucking guy who said something on stage. Yeah, and he won't and apologize. The, like the whole fucking world is like, what's going on? Qantas will still be flying to America. <laughs> Frank will not apologize. And we just bombed Vietnam. And Vietnam <laughs> yeah. has been bombed. That's Again. right, Frank. This yeah. one is in your honor. <laughs> So a meeting is set up, and uh, he goes to the presidential suite, right? So Sinatra does not come out to meet Hawk. This guy is unbelievable. I mean, it's got to be like a a PSYOP. I reckon it's got to be some kind of CIA PSYOP. I mean, it's crazy, Were they creating a distraction while, like, honestly, something else bigger in the world was happening? (laughs) Right. It It must have been. It seems like it's that crazy. Honestly, I feel like if we went back and looked at it, Right, yeah, like a bunch of money was laundered (laughs) through banks or something. (laughs) It's weird that his relationships never worked out. He seems like he's pretty easy to get along with. <laughs> so in his suite, he doesn't come out, and he has Mickey negotiating in the, in the front room. Hawk, quote, it was U.S. attorney talk. Pretty brash. He was not in a very positive mood. Frank? No, the attorney. Oh. Well, yeah. 
Well, he's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> he's the most tired man. <laughs> Mickey told Hawk he couldn't stop them from leaving the country, and Hawk told them that there's only been one case of a man walking on water, and unless Frank was going to be the second, he didn't see he was going to get out. <laughs> oh, man. Hawk, quote, you're not getting out of, on a ship. You're not getting out on an airplane. So I believe you're here until this you This is apologize. Dr. Susie. <laughs> is this how the paddleboard was invented? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say anything about a submarine, did he? There's a move or a rocket. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. <laughs> So while this negotiation is going on, I can't get over it. There are it's, a shitload. This is the best. I, I love it. I love this sorry. story. I'm having a lot of. I feel like it's, I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so while the negotiation is going on, there are a shitload of union delegates having a party in a royal suite. Quote: We had a bunch of beer and champagne and scotch and whatever they wanted, chicken sandwiches. They were having a, they were getting pretty merry. But there so, was one thing missing. <laughs> unions just minestrone. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so Frank finally comes out of a back room. Hi. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you said some stuff. I said some stuff. <laughs> I think in a way it was good because we both got to tell our truths. <laughs> Two, three, three, four. <laughs> I back myself into a corner. <laughs> Never say die. <laughs> so he tells him he never had trouble with the union before. Because uh, I have mob ties. <laughs> and you I don't just... have a mob here that I'm able to connect with. <laughs> Do you have a mob union? Who should I go through? Uh, he told him that really wasn't the point and brought up that Frank's bodyguards had beaten up the press. Quote, you might be able to get away with it in the United States, but you're not going to get away with it here. That's why it's the best country on earth. <laughs> and then Hawk said he then went and had a natter. Oh, chatter. A chatter. He had a chat? He had a chat. He had a natter. A natter. But it's not really like common. Like You wouldn't really say that. Okay. It's not like the moles thing. Right. It's different. So he had a natter with one of his guys. So Bob has a natter. And when he came back, back Frank asked him what he wanted. And what, Hawk what said... What were y'all's nattering about? You're not going to fucking believe this, but we still want an apology. Oh. For what? I honestly can't remember now. Like, I still... He, he had a terrible rant at... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Hawk gives Frank a couple of suggestions of how to apologize. How do you uh, even say sorry here? I feel like I've said it already. And then Hawk went and wrote one out for Frank. Like a fucking, like you would with a five-year-old. Go tell Jimmy that you didn't mean to slap him. I uh, shouldn't have done what I did. Didn't do it. Say it like you mean it. Look him in the eyes. I said I didn't. uh, You know. (laughs) You know. A lot of times, uh, I'd get uh, upset. My dad was a very tough (laughs) father, Um, (laughs) and uh, sometimes I, you know, say some bullshit and uh, you blah blah blah. You know. (laughs) 
Here we are, two, three, four. <laughs> so Frank uh, agrees. He reads it and he agrees. And they shake hands. And then Mickey goes down to the press and reads the statement. So, so, so he writes it and Frank just agrees that he would sign off on it. And, then, and Mickey reads it. Mickey reads it. Right, Mickey, Mickey reads goes down Frank to read doesn't... it. Mickey, now Frank's no, just in his room like, that was pretty hard. I think I showed a lot of groats back there. <laughs> that was mighty big of me to say that that guy could apologize on my behalf with the thing he wrote. Oh the God. good news is we can go back to America soon because <laughs> of my groat. Uh, Frank Sinatra did not intend any general reflection upon the moral character of working members of the Australian media. Frank Sinatra also expresses his regret for any physical injury suffered by persons as a result of attempts to assure his personal safety. May he have a soup. <laughs> Can we get some fucking soup up here? <laughs> yeah. And the black ban was lifted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. I wish it went on forever. The black ban was lifted, but then he saw red again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Frank. I wish it was still going on. Frank and he was still here, just like a skeleton in a hotel room. <laughs> Frank, please. Uh, I wonder what that flight home was like. Oh, that flight home. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it was all pretty much worth it, huh? And they're like, yeah, I just, I wish I'd see my family this year. He's like, ugh, tour life. Yeah, I tell you, I am guest. Huh? Nice to have fuel in the jet again, though, huh? That's pretty cool. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> What happens on tour stays on tour. <laughs> the road's crazy. <laughs> now let's have some champagne and soup. Uh, Frank was free to do his shows except for the Melbourne show, which he had, been, had already been missed. The next night, he got on stage at Sydney's Hodern Pavilion and said, quote, what a bunch of coconuts we've had this week. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's, He's cleaning like a, it up. <laughs> He's like a drunk guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like a drunk guy. But his first show back in the U.S. in Lake Tahoe, he started by saying, quote, I would like to apologize to the Madonnas of the evening for comparing some Australian reporters to them. In New York, he said, quote, a funny thing happened in Australia. I made a mistake and got off the plane. Man, I wish they could, like, just get him back. I wish they could just extradite him. (laughs) No, come on. You took your apology back, Frank. No, come on. That's right. You're back in the presidential suite. Please. I was kidding. Two, three, four. In 1985, he would host... Oh, here we go. Reagan's inaugural gala. And Who is point, he again? Who's the man? Hello, howdy doody. I'm at, President Nancy Reagan. At one point, he snarled at a female reporter, quote, You're dead. You're all dead. Every one of you. A camera recorded it, and it was broadcast on every news channel the next night. Jesus. Learn, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> just shut up, you old weird man. Why can't I kill women? I mean, honestly. It's just One, like, two, three. Sounds like you've got a case of the Australias. Frank came back to Australia to tour in 1988. He fucking did? 
In his tour of Australia in 88, he held a press conference. Can't and, believe he came and had back. His, had his photo taken with all the reporters. Wow. And he the seemed, ones he, he insulted? seemed to have mellowed. Well, it was di- probably different ones, but he, oh, right. they were all like, oh, he was great this time. He was like mellowed. Right. Um, he should have done like a funny camera, like a shoot with the guy who he put the cord around his uh, neck. He's like, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Don't make me kill you again. It's great to be back, baby. <laughs> Wait, he didn't kill him. No, no, no. <laughs> it would no, be no. a little bit different. If he him. Imagine if he yeah, killed him. What are they so upset about? Hey, Frank, you killed a man in an alley. <laughs> Relax. That's what we do in the States. Get over it. I'll pay the funeral expenses. What's showtime? <laughs> That's kind of fun that he came back. I think that's nice. Yeah. So. I bet. I, I mean, eighty-eight. So we're talking a long time. Yeah, we're yeah. talking a while, and he's definitely in it. He probably forgot years. he did it. Yeah. He's like, was I there? Uh, I don't remember. I've told so many women they're whores. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was he married to in eighty-eight? He was still married to the same same woman. He married. He married uh, the, uh, Marx. The Zippo Marx. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, lucky her. Oh yeah. yeah. What an honor. Yeah. What a wonderful <laughs> wife they must have. <laughs> she led. just was like, I don't need apologies, and Frank doesn't give them, so it works pretty well. Uh, sources: The Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, uh, UPI, Cheat Sheet, Complex.com, Jacobin, uh, and. Uh, SMH, I guess that's a Sydney Morning Herald, right? The same people who set out to harm him. Yeah, the very then, people uh, who were slandering that beautiful man. And then it's, uh, I forgot it's the name. It's such a shame, you know, he has got such a great voice. And he has, you know, he's always playing during Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a shame he was such a crazy guy. But Crazy guy? He was just I mean, fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is weird because it's like... You know, like, there are, there are, like, the Rat Pack in general, like, those guys are, like, Dean Martin was oh, also, yeah. like, these are guys who are, like, a, abysmal people, but because totally. they kind of died before people kind of woke up to the fact that human behavior yeah. and careers could sort of be examined in the same at the same time, yeah. they, like, get away with it. But it's like, they are But, I mean, that's also shit. kind of a gift. Like, in we a get way, to take their art and, like, put it through the prism of how we feel. Yeah. And, like, I do like Frank Sinatra's music, but yeah. obviously bad guy. But yeah. I can still have it for it's... my... But, you know, I don't, I don't um, agree no. <laughs> with what he did. And Thank I, you. I, I think I, a lot of people don't like what you're saying. It's time to apologize. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and, I, and I feel bad for, you know, the cameraman, what happened to him, that was awful. But he was a really bad cameraman. I've seen some of his work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, apparently after that angles. night, he couldn't hold a camera. <laughs> I don't know what his deal was. He's all zoomed in yeah. on, 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 on Gilly's eye. Yeah, he always kept his other eye open for some reason. He was like, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't like to shut either eye now. Also, the another source is The Siege of Sinatra, which was from ABC. Oh, okay. The Siege of Sinatra. Yeah. Gosh, what a oh, piece of shit. What a, what, I, wish, I, mean, it, I wish unions would do that all the time. You're going to fucking apologize or you're not going to eat. Yeah. It it does just show you Sorry. like the power I mean even though the cause is so absurd. Yeah. The power of unions. Like a general strike. You couldn't you can't get a general strike in the states over what's going on there at, and let and there was a strike here over Frank Sinatra being a fucking asshole. Totally. Like the country shut his yeah. ass down. Yeah. Woo. Which is amazing, but then it also shows just to end it but the power of like journalism and like the in, like they they create an industry of like outrage and yeah, you oh, know, yeah, totally. how that's, that's, that that yeah. sucks. 
Well, and also, well, not in our country, but in your country. (laughs) Yeah, ours is fine. But it's true, like, to that point, like, if you actually, like, you know, around the 80s, you kind of stopped, at least in America, you kind of stopped having actual journalists. Yeah. And so they used to report on causes and things that were actually happening, and now they just don't anymore. Now they just report on dumb shit so it makes people think it's important. Yeah. But if they were to actually report on, like, you know. Climate change? Climate change. (laughs) Amazon. Like, the, you know, actually give you, like, straight information, people would be mm. fucking furious. Climate change needs a, a guy. <laughs> like, a, a violent guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be... <laughs> to <laughs> you would just, be a perfect uh, ambassador. Just wait till my kid's 18. <laughs> You need a you need a cord. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> he's got a cord. Don't worry, he's ready to go. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens backstage. <laughs> Is that when you whip Gareth with? <laughs> oh yeah, after the soup, okay, right after okay. his big. We're bowl gonna get of high minute. on soup and yeah. whip each other with a cord <laughs> for climate change. Yeah, the message is pretty clear. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Give it up for Becky Lucas. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Two, three, four.